Welcome back to the Harvest Field. I believe last week, uh, the last time we were we were recording, we was in the on the title, the the fruit of God, and we was dealing in the book of um, John the fifteenth chapter. Now I want to go to John the fifteenth chapter because it's important that we bear fruit, and then we're gonna find out what the fruit of God is. So I want you to go with me to the book of John the 15th chapter. This is what Jesus was saying. He was trying to explain to them him being uh, divine. He said in the first verse, um, John the 15th chapter, he said, I'm the true vine and my father is the husband man. He's the one who's, who's farming, he owns the land. That's what he was trying to convey uh, to the believers. He said, every branch in me that bird not fruit, he taketh away. And then the every branch that bird fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now I want to stop in verse number two, where he stated that every branch in me, now you gotta see this, Jesus is talking. He's saying, every branch that's in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. He taketh away, and then every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now what we see, we see two type of uh, branches. You got a branch that's in him that doesn't bear fruit, and then there's a branch that's in him, and that's in Jesus, that's bringing forth fruit. Okay? Now, the fruit does not burn fruit. The Bible said that he's taking it away. So the question is, where is he taking it to? We're going to get to that in a minute. In verse number three, he tells the believers of the disciples, now you are clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. So it's important that you have the word of God because it's the word of God that's gonna clean you. Said so you are clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. And then he tells them in verse number four, he said, abide in me and the word means live in me. The word abide means live in me. He said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. So we know that it's the will of God that we, the believers, bear fruit. That's his will that we bear fruit. Now, we got to ask the question, what fruit is he asking us? To bear. What fruit is he asking us to bear? I want you to go with me real quick and we're going to go right back to the John the 15. But I want you to see this. When he's telling us to um, bear fruit, what he's trying to show us that we must bear his character. That's the fruit of God. His character. That's what he's talking about. That's the fruit that he wants us, the believers, to bear. Somebody say might be saying, somebody might be saying, well, how do you know that? Well, I want to go quickly 
to Galatians 5 and 23. The Bible stated in Galatians 5 and 23, it stated, uh, but the fruit, let me take it back, 5 and 22, excuse me, 5 and 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the character of God. Joy, that's the character of God. Peace, that's the character of God. Long-suffering, that's the character of God. What is long-suffering? Long-suffering is patience. Gentleness, that's the character of God. Goodness, that's the character of God. Faith, that's the character of God. Meekness, that's the character of God. Temperance, okay? Temperance. Our temperament must be controlled. Self-control. Temperance is self-control. So temperance, that's the character of God. That's what he wants his children are the believers to bear. Now, let me kick it back. Let's go back to, uh, let's go to Genesis. I want to go to Genesis to prove to you that he wants us to bear his character. Now, his character is his image. How do you know that? Well, in um, Genesis 1 and Genesis 1, 26 through 28. I'm going to read it for you. So God, wait a minute, let me take it back. God said, let us make man in our image. Okay. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have rule over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every keeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the earth and over every living thing that moves upon the, the, uh, uh, moves upon the earth. Now, let's go back to... Um, Verse number 27 of the Genesis, the first chapter. He said, so God created man in his own image. Now, the Hebrew word for image is salam. Okay? What do you mean by image? That is his likeness. Image, the word salam, a salim in the Hebrew means he made us as a reflection of of who he is. Somebody say, what are you talking about? We are not God, but we are a reflection of who he is. So when he made the man, Adam, he made Adam in his image and after his likeness. Now, you got to see this. When Adam disobeyed God, he gets out of God's image. He's no longer in the image of God. How do we know that? God doesn't sin. 
He's out of the image of God. But it's the will of God from the very beginning that man be in his image and after his likeness. He's a reflection of God. He's a reflection of God. Now you got to get this because if they people, if people do not see God in us, they don't see Jesus. If they don't see Jesus, they can't be saved. They got to see Jesus in us. Remember Jesus stated, you are the light of the world. So if they don't see the light of Christ Jesus in us, they'll never see God. They got to see him us. The Bible stated that we are in Christ's stead. And our purpose is to reconcile man back to God. How do, how do we do that? We do it when we reflect his image. We were made in the image of God. And the only way that we're going to get back into the image of God, we have to come through his son, Jesus. That's how we do it. We have to come through a sin. Why? Because the Bible said in John 14 and 6, no man can come to God except they come through Jesus. You got to go through Jesus. How do we know that? Well, John 14 and 6 stated, John 14 and 6 stated that Jesus stated, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. You'll never be able to get to God the Father except you come through his son, Jesus. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You gotta go through Jesus. That's the only way that we are going to get to God the Father. That's why it's important that the believers... Watch this, bear the fruit of God. Because if we do not bear the fruit of God, people will never see God in us. When they see God in us, then they will be drawn to Jesus. Remember Jesus stated, if I be lifted up, men will be drawn to him. How do we lift up Jesus? Well, we lift up Jesus when we bear his character. What is his character? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, and faith. That is the character of God. Now, notice what he said in John 15. He said, every fruit. This is the Bible. This is Jesus talking. Every fruit that does not bear fruit, he said, he's taking it away. He's taking it away. And then there's a fruit that is bearing fruit. He's purging it. And the word purge means he's cleaning it that it might bring forth more fruit. Okay? He stated. Let's go to verse number... Um, 
He said, abide in me. This is John 15 and 4. He said, abide in me and I in you. Live in me and let me live. That's what he's saying. Live in me and let me live in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide, except you live in me. The only way you're going to bear his character, you have to live in Christ Jesus on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. That's the only way that we're going to bear fruit. In verse number 5, he said, I'm the vine, and you are the branch. And he that liveth in me, he that abide in me, and I in him, the same bring forth what? Much fruit. For that without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. You can't do nothing. Without Jesus, we'll never be able to live his life. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to do it. He said, if a man abide not in me. Now, here it is. Remember, he said, every branch in me that does not bring forth fruit, he take it away. Verse number six. If a man abide not in me, if a man live not in me, he is what? Cast forth as a branch. And it's withered. And men gather them. And, ca and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. That's what's going to happen to those that do not bear fruit. So it's the will of God that we bear his character. It's the will of God that we bear his character. If we do not bear his character... He is not glorified. He's only glorified when we bear his character. Verse number seven said, if, he, if you abide in me, in my words, in my words abide in you, what, are you what is he saying? If we abide in him and his word live in us, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you only when he's living in you. Now notice this. Some people take this scripture and they get it all out of context. He said, if you're living to me and my words in you, then you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, if you are living in Christ Jesus, you are only going to ask what he wants you to Oh my God. Only you're only gonna ask what he wants you to ask for. Oh my god, that's <clears throat> so he said, if you're about to me, you should ask what you will, and it should be done unto you. In other words, if you're about in him, you're only gonna ask what he wants you to have, and not what you want to have, because it's no longer your will. Is his will. Why? Because you are abiding in him. Notice what he said in verse number 8. He said, hurry in. Hurry in. Is my father glorified. That you what? Bear fruit. God is glorified when we bear his character. What are you saying? I'm saying this. If you are not bearing his character, he's not 
glorified. He's not getting the glory. He's only getting the glory when we bear his character. Herein is my father glorified that you bear fruit. So shall you be. So shall you be my disciples. The words disciples mean followers. It comes from the word discipline. That's where it comes from. So when we bear his fruit, we are his what? Disciples. If we are not bearing his character, which is his fruit, we are not his disciples. He said, as the Father have loved me, so I have loved you. He said, continue in my love. Then he said in verse number 10, and this is crucial, in verse number 10, if you keep my commandment, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. He said in verse number 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. When we love one another, when we love the person that doesn't look like us, when we love the person who abuses us, when we love them, that is the character of God. Well, you talk about the character of God. The character of God, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. That's his character. That's the fruit of God. That's his character. He said, Great, greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life. For his friends. This is what we're doing. We're burning the fruit of God. We're getting rid of our life. We're getting rid of our life to burn his fruit. His fruit is his character. And we're doing it for our friends. Why? That they might be saved. Verse number 15. Henceforth. From this time forth. He said, I call you not my servant, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father are made known unto you. You are not, you have not chosen me. You didn't choose God. You wasn't looking for him. He chose you before the foundation of the world. You wasn't looking. We were not looking for him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. God was concerned about us. He was concerned about you. He was concerned about your family members. He was concerned. Hallelujah. Henceforth, I call you not servant, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And notice what he said, I ordained. The word ordained means I appointed you. For what reason? That you should go forth, that you should go and bring forth what? Fruit. What fruit? His character. 
What fruit? His nature. Go forth and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Now, why did Jesus stated that he wanted our fruit to remain? Because we can easily lose his character when we when we disobey God. That's when we get out of his character. We get out of the character when we disobey God. Remember, we explain Adam. When God told Adam of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of the tree. He commanded Adam. Now, Adam knew to do good. The Bible said when we know to do good and we don't do it, it's sin. Adam knew to do good. He knew to do good because God had told him, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of the tree. So he knew what he was supposed to do, not to eat of the tree. But he, when he rebelled against God, he, watch this, he loses the image of God. That's when sin came. It came when he rebelled against God. When you rebel against God, you're out of his image. You're out of his likeness. That's why it's important to not sin. And if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous. That's why 1 John 1, 1 and 9 stated, If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's what the scripture teaches. He's faithful and just to forgive you. He's obligated to clean you if you truly confess to sin. What you mean confess? Well, confess means that you have to agree that you was wrong. You have to agree that what you did, you did it against God. That's confessing your sin. Not only did you do it against people, but you did it against God first. That's confessing your sin. So, he stated, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth through it. And bring forth go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you should ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Now notice what he said. When you're asking anything in his name, you gotta get this. When you asking anything in the name of Jesus, when you're asking it, you're asking in his name, what you're doing, you're asking in his word. Because he is the word. He said it. If you ask anything in my name, he may give it you. Well, his name is the word. How do you know that? John 1. John 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was with us. And the word. He is the word. John 1 and 12. And the word, the wealth, the word, the wealth among them. How? 
in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave you with that right now. We'll be getting back on this topic. Join us again at the harvest field. Now, I want you to pray with If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible said in Romans 10 and 9, if we confess the Lord Jesus Christ with our mouth, and most importantly, believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, that we can be saved. That's what Romans 10 and 9 stated. We got to confess that Jesus Christ, he died, he was buried, and God the Father raised him from the dead. If you believe that, I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my ways. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you was buried. I believe that God the Father raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I open the door into my heart and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. I will see you the next time on the harvest field. God bless you.